All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports. This, a very special day for me personally. Yes, Monday, January 31st, is the launch date for a new venture that I'm involved with, a new television show, Just the News, a television show each night on Real America's Voice with a great fellow journalist, Amanda Head, who she's going to be my co-host. You may know her as the Hollywood conservative. And before that, just an all-around great journalist who's done great work. She's been a correspondent on Real America's Voice the last couple of years. We've done some TV specials together. And tonight and every night, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to host this brand new show called Just the News. It's about having just the news and not the noise, breaking stories, having in-depth interviews where we let people talk and we learn. And we give you facts, and then you make up your mind, just like we do on the website and just like we do on this great podcast every day. And we're going to have lots of stories that we break on this TV show. We're going to use this TV show to break news, not to pontificate, not to opinionate, but to break news. And tonight will be the first real great example on this whole week. And I'm going to explain in a second what the theme is. But before I do that, let me just tell you, who's tonight's guest, because they're all newsworthy. You are going to definitely want to watch this tonight. Senator Ron Johnson is joining us. Uh, You know him from Wisconsin, the former chairman of the committee that investigated Hunter Biden and his conflicts of interest in the Biden Business, Inc. Uh, He'll be joining us tonight. Secretary Ben Carson, former HUD secretary, former great neurosurgeon, he's joining us. Former Congresswoman Nan Hayworth, you've heard her many times, an eloquent voice in the conservative space. And rounding out the night is the number three Republican in the United States House of Representatives, GOP Conference Chair Elise Stefanik from the great state of New York. She'll be joining us. Four big guests, four big names all designed to break and make news for you. Get you facts so you can make up your mind. Get you information, but without the indoctrination. And today on this podcast, I have Amanda Head joining me. She's going to be up next. We're going to talk about what we're going to try to do with the show, how you can watch the show. Let me just tell you quickly how you can do it. You can go to justthenews.com, go to the TV tab, watch it there. If you have the Just the News app, you can click on the watch button. You can see it there. You can go to Real America's Voice and see it online. But the best way to watch it, if you have a television network, is Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto Channel 240, Samsung TV Channel 1029, Select TV Channel 106, Apple TV, Fire TV, or Roku. It's Channel 175. This is one of the great new streaming television news networks in the country, Real America's Voice. They've got lots of great hosts. David Brody's there. Steve Bannon is there. They have a great midday and morning show. And we're going to slide into the 6 p.m. pre-prime slot every night, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Like I said, tonight, great guests, right? Ben Carson, Lee Stefanik, Ron Johnson, Nan Hayworth. But we're also going to break some news tonight. 
and we'll talk a little bit more about this in a second with Amanda Head, but I have been saying for some time that some of the impeachment scandal stories are going to go the route of the Russia collusion story. What do I mean by that? What I mean is the narrative that the mainstream media collaborating with Democratic operatives and House Democrats like Adam Schiff and others, they all gave us one story and it was easily packaged and it raised a lot of questions in my mind. I didn't believe some of the things that were being said. And tonight, and for the next three nights straight, we are going to unveil new documents, documents we've obtained through lawsuits, FOIA lawsuits, through sources that are going to give you an entirely new perspective on the Ukraine impeachment, the first impeachment case against President Trump. Both impeachment cases ended in acquittal. The president was found innocent. But before that, there was a narrative, a narrative used to sear his presidency. In some cases, a narrative used to attack me personally, because I was the reporter that first brought out the fact that Joe Biden had fired the Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, had used his authority as the vice president and chief of policy for Ukraine, U.S.-Ukraine relations, to withhold, threaten to withhold $1 billion in loan guarantees unless the chief prosecutor of Ukraine was fired. That was my stories when I worked at the Hill. I found the video footage. You now remember it. Hannity and many other people played it. I told them they don't get their loan guarantees unless they fire the guy. And son of a bee, he fired the guy. Well, remember, that guy, Victor Shokin, his office was also investigating Hunter Biden's company, Burisma Holdings, the company, the natural gas company, Ukraine, that the State Department deemed corrupt. Remember that State Department officials have already testified they believe the Bidens created a conflict of interest because Joe Biden oversaw U.S.-Ukraine corruption policy and Hunter Biden worked for a company that was deemed corrupt. And then Hunter Biden goes and tries to fire the prosecutor. He says because the guy was inept. Obviously, the conflict issue is even if he had nothing to do with Burisma, the vice president, now the president, probably should have stayed away from it under conflict of interest statutes, right? But the storyline was there was no big deal. Joe Biden had every right to demand the firing of this prosecutor, by the way, interfering in an internal country's matters, uh, or a foreign country's internal matters, I should say. Because everybody agreed in the State Department and everywhere else that this prosecutor, Victor Shokin, was corrupt. He was inept, at least, maybe corrupt, but was turning a blind eye to corruption, was incompetent, wasn't doing the job. And therefore, when the president asked all this to be investigated, meaning President Trump, it was an abuse of power. He was just targeting poor Joe Biden, his election component, with no basis. No basis. Because everybody agreed that Victor Shokin had to go. Tonight... We're going to unveil a document directly from the State Department, one through a lawsuit, ordered release by a federal judge that calls into question that very nifty narrative that Adam Schiff and the impeachment managers, Gerald Nadler and others, gave the American public exactly two years ago this month. It was two years ago this month that the impeachment trial began. Just like we called into question some of the many facts that were wrong in the Steele dossier and in the FBI FISA, you're going to see tonight the first crack in the Democratic impeachment story, the first direct challenge. And tomorrow night, there'll be another one related to the impact of Hunter Biden's relationship potentially on U.S.-Ukraine policy. And then a third one about what we didn't know was going on during the impeachment trial that we can now reveal to you. There was something going on in the background that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's people probably knew about that changes everything they say. When you find out what happened, you're going to call into question what they were saying about me and about those who reported on Hunter Biden. It is three days of big revelations. All of them are going to occur first on this new show, Just the News, where I promise you we're not going to give you noise. We're just going to give you facts. Tonight, you're going to get the document. You're going to see it. You're going to be able to read it. You're going to be able to make up your own mind, and we're going to remind you what other people have said in testimony versus what we now know. That's what we got planned for you. Amanda Head is going to come right after the commercial break and talk about that. And then after Amanda, Tom Hogan, the former district attorney of Chester County, Pennsylvania, one of the suburbs outside of Philadelphia, very respected former prosecutor, now a fellow working at the Manhattan Institute. He is here to talk about all these woke prosecutors, these DAs that are letting criminals out, New York, Chicago, St. Louis, Los Angeles, San Francisco, so many tragedies occurring because 
prosecutors are not enforcing the law, letting bad people go, released on low bail, and they're going out and creating more crimes, more havoc, record murders, record violence. Tom Hogan's going to make it all understandable. How did we get there? Who's responsible? How do we fix it? Tom Hogan from the Manhattan Institute, former great prosecutor in the Philadelphia suburbs, joining us right after Amanda Head. But first, let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Really excited. Big day, as I said at the beginning of the show today. You know this person as the Hollywood conservative. I know her as an amazing journalist. And tonight, for the first time, we're going to co-host a show together called Just the News on Real America's Voice. Joining me right now, my great friend and great co-host, Amanda Head. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. For once, I get to be in the hot seat with you. <laughs> it's weird when you're on the opposite side, isn't it? I always, <laughs> I always find it awkward. I love asking questions. Getting questions are harder. So yeah. Well, I'm so excited. You know, this show is going to be so much fun, and I know you and I have talked a lot about it off air. But I wonder if you could kind of give the listeners a little bit of sense of what we're trying to do with with Just the News and, and Real America's Voice. Sure. Um, And thank you so much for having me on, John. And I've really, really enjoyed the last, uh, gosh, four months of getting to know you and and starting the process of this show. But I think what makes this show unique is that even though politically you and I, I think, are generally on the same side of the aisle and on the same side of issues, we both have unique perspectives on things, which I think is important. But perhaps what's even more important than that is that 
between the two of us, I think we always endeavor to maintain a baseline of truth. Yep. Regardless of how we feel about a topic, there's always going to be that element of foundational truth. When we have documents, we provide the materials for people to see with their own eyes in black and white. And it's always hard to refute receipts. And, you know, so often in legacy media, they just say things. And as we saw with the Covington Catholic kids and other stories, sometimes they will just flat out, uh, I don't want to say lie, but present falsehoods. And sometimes it's, you know, a, a misrepresentation of a story. Um, but because 60% of Americans on average refrain to read beyond the headlines, it works for them. Yep. So I think that our show is going to be a little bit apart from that because we're just going to present the facts because if you give the facts to people, then they're going to formulate their own opinion. And you and I also have very different delivery styles. I think naturally, John, you are more diplomatic than I am. You're thoughtful <laughs> and measured. And wow. I'm blunt and acerbic. And I'm sure that some therapists would tell me that that's because I was the youngest of three and the only girl and felt like I had to be loud and abrupt to get my point across. But after watching <laughs> The Shrink Next Door... In Alabama, nonetheless, never, yes. I know, I yeah. know. But listen, after watching The Shrink Next Door, I'm never even going to give that a chance. So <laughs> Yeah. Listen, that's what makes this fun. And and you're right. You know, I've, I've been trained in just being a, a straight news guy, came out of the Associated Press, Washington Post. And so my natural inclination is just to stick to the facts and be kind of measured and careful and then let other people you know, decide. And I think that's going to be a fun dynamic because I think a lot of times I might lay out some facts, but you're going to get to the point in, that's in the back of someone's brain and you're going to bring it to the frontal lobe and get people to, to realize that that's why it's important. And I'm, I'm so excited about that dynamic because I think it, uh, it's unique. And, you know, the other thing I'm excited about is that there has been this formulaic approach to cable news shows. They're all the same. They all start with a monologue. Then there's a couple of guests and it's all talking points. And we're going to scrap that entire cable model. It's, this is a, a conversation about facts and getting people news that they can use. Uh, to me, the chance to break that 40, 30 year model is really exciting to me. Absolutely. And, you know, as far as Rav's lineup, I think that we have a unique privilege with your reporting because these stories that we are going to be covering, these, these bombshells, are coming straight to the American public on our show first. Even, even the news stories on your website, and this yep. is why I think it's so important for people to watch, you're going to hear it here first. And like I said earlier, you're going to have the receipts, you're going to have the documents to back it up. And like you always say, John, we're giving people the materials so that they can formulate their own opinion and then have these astute and intellectual and political conversations within their home, within their business, at the water cooler, in their friend group, and have these conversations because I think that so many of the political conversations that take place nowadays, everybody's dug in. You're on one side yeah, or the other. It's true. And, and people have a, real, a really hard time sussing out what's actually true and what is not. And so we want to present that truth to people so that they can have these conversations. Yeah, and, and facts don't lie, right? People can come to different interpretations, but the facts themselves are what they are. And so much of journalism today seems to steer away from the facts to agenda or or political ideology. And we just want to give people facts. And I think that that's something that's been missing. And you look at, you know, I look at the last five years of work I've done and just unraveling one story, this elaborate story of the Russia collusion hoax, it took three, four, five years, and it's still unraveling today, as John Durham revealed last week in some new court filings. We're still learning how the media, uh, some of the Democratic institutions, like the Hillary Clinton campaign, her law firm, created a false story, and it was incumbent on journalists to challenge that, front st uh, that, that false story. They didn't. They actually carried it out and facilitated it, and then you're unraveling. And I think being able to knock down some of the false stories that are getting bantied about in the media, in the elitist press, is going to be a really fun opportunity because so few people have the desire or the facts to do it. And I think that's going to be really fun to me. Are you frustrated how often the media gets things wrong? Yes. And, you know, we have seen, we've seen a, a morphing happen over the last probably 10, 15 years. I think it probably started late in the in the W era and, and really kind of vamped up during the Obama years. And, and I don't know, I, I don't pretend, I don't endeavor to know people's intentions. So I don't know if it's negligence or if it's malfeasance. 
but it's something that I've come to call uh, journalistic hooliganism. Because <laughs> I like that. Legacy media has just run amok. And they, they, whether it's intentional or not, and that's why I say I don't know if it's negligence or malfeasance, whether it's intentional or not, they are misleading the people. And you look at a recent poll, I think it came out last week, of how many Americans view American media as the enemy of the people. And they were really jarring numbers. Yeah. And I think that our show, I think, is the first step in turning those things around. And look, if legacy media wants to jump on the bandwagon and move back to a place of integrity, I'm all for it. But if not, then we're on an island by ourselves and we just get more viewers. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and the great thing about these new platforms like Real America's Voice is that the the way to get to the American people isn't just through the funnel that is the mainstream media. There are so many ways. In fact, places like Justin News, Real America's Voice, HollywoodConservative.com, which you, you run, they're able to get as much traffic as the mainstream media and able to get the same influence and eyeball. So it's nice to have a platform where you can go around some of the blockades or some of the false information and go directly to the people. And I know one of the things you and I are most excited about is that we want to make this a two-way conversation. We want to be able to send information through the app to people as we're reporting the story on air, you can actually see what we're talking about. And then on Fridays, we're going to do something really special. T- tell folks what we're going to do on Fridays. Yes, I, I am so excited about the Friday shows because all of the viewers will have an opportunity to pose questions to, to you and I or to us collectively, whether it's about news stories in general or like you were just asking about the distrust of mainstream media. People will have that opportunity to go on social media you can tag John or myself <clears throat> on social media and uh, include the hashtag AskJ&A, and we will address those questions on Friday. And, you know, I, I think that's important. And, and Rav has been doing this on some of their shows for a while, allowing it. people to ask questions. And it's, it's an amazing forum for people. And, and I fill in on some other uh, shows on the network, and very often the last block of the show is taking viewers' questions live on the phone and it's always my favorite block because sometimes you get asked things, John, I know you know this, you know, we're, we're used to covering news stories. We're used to talking about uh, news as it pertains to D.C. and the swamp. But sometimes you get thrown curveballs. And that's my favorite. And it's why I love TV, I love live TV, because I love those challenges. And I love getting questions from viewers because it should be a two way conversation, because at the end of the day, John, You and I, we are people on TV, we talk about the news, we are deeply entrenched in what happens in Washington, D.C., and that is a bubble. And we have to get beyond that that cellular layer of that bubble of Washington, D.C., and hear what people outside think, because I think that's one of Joe Biden's biggest problems, and he actually admitted this in his press conference early last week. Last week, yeah. Yeah. And you have to get out into America and hear what people are thinking and seeing, because the perspective from the outside looking in is always different than, than the reverse. Yeah, no, it really is. And and it, so much of journalism has been for 40 years a one-way conversation. We tell you what to think. We tell you what the facts are. And we never get that chance to engage. And so sort of having a regular town hall uh, where people can ask us and challenge us. And, and uh, maybe there's a question that we didn't explain in one of our stories or one of the things I wrote. And you can get down and really help people understand why something's important. When I look back at what I, what, what I try to do as a journalist and what I hope we can do with the show, explaining to people why they should care about a story, why this is important. Uh, the who, what, when, and where is important to get you into the facts and then why this matters. Where does this take us? I think that's really helpful. And then people will digest it and go where where they want. And I think the town hall will become that signature where we can really find out whether what we're talking about really matters to the people that we've been talking to. And I think that's going to be uh, really, really fun. First week, we're going to take on something I call it Russia 2, uh, Russia Collusion 2, which is uh, obviously we know that there was a fake story, of, uh, an inaccurate story given to the American people about Donald Trump colluding with Russia. This week, we're going to take on the first impeachment trial, the Ukraine impeachment style, Joe Biden. And, and there's a very clear narrative out there of what the Democrats got through in getting 
Donald Trump impeached. Of course, they failed at the trial level and he was acquitted. But uh, I think people are going to be shocked to find out that what they were told two years ago and what the facts are now through lawsuits and and source reporting and other information, uh, I think people are going to be pretty shocked to learn that the story that was presented in the well of the Congress, in the Senate, at a trial, may not have been true. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about unwinding that Ukraine story this week? Absolutely. And, you know, this, this is a perfect instance of that theme, why it's important, because this is a story that it seems like it's wash, rinse, repeat with this type of, of standard operating procedure with Democrats. And uh, very often you find, as we did with Russia, as we are finding with Ukraine, the theme of Democrats right now is hoisting on their own petard because they are doing things that they attempt to damage the other side, damage the political prospects of certain politicians, Trump, <laughs> and oftentimes it backfires and there are stories that result from that uh, that we're going to cover this week and it sheds a whole different perspective on, on that impeachment. It's so it does. And I, I think when people see not only that there was a, a, a different story, but that some of this evidence, which should have been turned over to the president, the defense lawyers, the Republican lawmakers who were challenging or in opposition to the uh, um, impeachment, that this was all kept. And it gets down to this fairness in our system. We now know the FBI withheld documents from the FISA court and information. In fact, one FBI analyst actually altered, or lawyer altered a document to change its meaning and fake the court. We're going to see some evidence of that in Ukraine. And I have a funny feeling before we're done, other stories like January 6th, we're going to find out the original narrative and the final facts don't match. And I think that's one of the great opportunities for what you and I can do. We can go out there and challenge some of these narratives that all the media jumped in on and say, well, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. Some of our readers, our listeners, our what, our viewers are smell a rat here and then dig in and help people see what the real facts are. And I think that's in- incredibly exciting. Um, when you look at, you have some fun things that you've invented for the show. I like some of them are a little, I call them award things. Talk a little bit about the Ravies and what you hope to do with the Ravies. Yeah, I love the idea of the Ravies and us doing it on this show. For those who don't uh, pay attention to Hollywood, first of all, congratulations. I envy you. Um, but for those who don't pay attention there is a, an award in Hollywood called the Raspberries, but they call it the Razzies for short. And right. it's typically for a very bad performance on film, a very bad movie. Um, and, and it's typically, you know, it's, it's not necessarily pejorative because these, these bad performances typically end up trending on social media and it ends up working out well for everyone. But we have altered that to be the Razzies. And the Razzies are going to focus on celebrities who talk out their backside, let's say, on political issues. And, you know, Cher is a great example of this. She's always popping off at the mouth. Yeah. Uh, there are a plethora of actors on social media, people in the entertainment industry, musicians, who are talking about things in that happen in Washington, D.C., but they're on two different coasts. And I think that for a lot of them, you know, yes, they are on the other side of the aisle. A lot of them are far left. But I think they also are just so far removed and they're in their own bubble. So we're going to be presenting the audience with three choices, uh, three contestants for the Ravies. And uh, they will be celebrities who have said ridiculous, farcical things about politics, about an issue, about a politician. And we're going to give them those three options and people can choose between them. And then we are going to announce the Ravi Award each week. And I, I think it's going to be a fun uh, a fun element to the show to get kind of away from the the muck of, of D.C. and politics. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. Another one we're going to do, and, you know, I, a lot of times when, the, when I'm out in public, people say, how in God's name did we get to a $30 trillion uh, debt? How did we go to uh, such a, incredible deficit spending? And the answer is, we spend a lot of money on crazy, unnecessary things. And if you knew what it was, you'd tell your bureaucrats, your congressmen, don't you dare spend the money on that. So we have this award. We've been giving it out at Justin News for about a year now. Uh, it's called the Golden Horseshoe. It's named after a famous toilet seat that the Pentagon paid hundreds of dollars for when, in fact, it only costs a few dollars to make. Uh, so it's in the shape of a toilet. Well, the horseshoe is the size of a, or the same shape as a uh, toilet seat. Uh, and it was one of the most famous symbols of fraud in government for a long time. Every week we highlight one example 
of government spending that will, I hope, make your eyes roll back to your head and say, why are we doing that? And give you a chance to speak to your lawmakers, to your federal agencies and say, stop wasting our money on that. We do that every Monday night. Uh, that's going to be a regular. And uh, tonight, we'll, when we open our first show, uh, we'll be doing that. I guess we should tell people how to watch this show, right? It's six o'clock every night, Eastern time on Real America's Voice, which is channel 219 on Dish Network. Uh, and channel 249, I believe, on Pluto. Um, and then you can also watch it on Just the News or you can download the Real America's Voice app and, and watch it there. Uh, what's your favorite way to watch Real America's Voice, Amanda? My favorite way to watch is Pluto because I have all of my favorites populated together within the app. So I have the Cops channel, which is Cops 24-7. I love The it. first 48 uh, I'm not going to tell you which reality channel and then Real America's <laughs> Voice. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to pry that out at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I do have some guilty pleasures. <laughs> yeah, we all do and we deserve them. Yeah, Pluto is an amazing app because it it um, it uh, allows you basically to create a cable television network over the internet for free. And Real America's Voice is one of the great offerings here. It's very popular on Pluto, very popular on the Roku uh, channel. Uh, and, of course, in the iOS store, you can go and get the uh, REV app both at the uh, Apple and uh, Android smartphone store. So many different ways to do it. And if you have the Just the News app, <coughs> you can click at the bottom of the app where it says Watch. And in the watch uh, folder on the Justin News app, the show pops up every day. We're really excited. Uh, big night tonight, big debut at the end of the first week. What do you hope viewers say about the show? I hope that viewers say that uh, they were given the facts. They were given the who, what, when, where, and why. And they got a good grasp on the story to take home and to take to the office. Yeah, that's I what agree. I hope that people get. And, and I think that that's, that should be the hope across the news world right now. And that's, you know, that's what we will endeavor to do through our show. It's what journalism used to do before it got sidetracked by all of its agenda setting. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm so excited to to uh, embark on this adventure with you. Amanda, you're such an amazing journalist. You have such a very uh, curious mind. And I, I can't wait for you to push and challenge me as a journalist and to, to push the show into great great things because I, I can't think of a better person I'd want to do it with right alongside me every night at 6 o'clock on Real America's Voice. Likewise. I'm honored to share the screen with you and I can't wait to learn from you and to uh, enjoy you know the, the endeavor of this show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly is. Alright folks, remember to tune in 6 o'clock tonight, Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish, Channel 249 on Roku and Pluto. Great, uh, great uh, way to watch news every day. Uh, one of the great new news channels in America. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back with a great interview about what's going on in cancel culture right after this. Amanda, have a great show tonight. See you tonight. Will do. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest. He is the former district attorney for the Chester County, Pennsylvania. He currently does a lot of great work at the Manhattan Institute, one of the important think, one of the most important think tanks in America. And he has been one of the most eloquent voices in describing how prosecutors, particularly woke prosecutors, have gotten off track, gotten away from law and order, and basically to lawlessness and disorder. Joining me right now is Tom Hogan. Tom, great to have you back on the show. Uh, always good to be on. You had a fantastic op-ed earlier this month, uh, cracking the case of the woke prosecutor. I think it did the best job that I've seen anyone do in describing how some of these good-sounding reforms, things like bail reform and uh, you know, rehabilitation and uh, uh, criminal justice reform, have actually backfired and created a worse scenario. Talk a little bit about what you mean when you talk about the case of the woke prosecutor. Sure. You know, one of the questions that I've gotten most over the last five or six years with the rise of progressive prosecutors is, why are they doing these things? What what is possibly driving them to do these things that are creating so many problems? And so I just went through and applied something we call Occam's razor, which is you mm-hmm. cut everything else away. That's right. And no matter how ridiculous you have, whatever's left might be true. Well, in this case, we said, all right, is it possible that these progressive prosecutors are actually racist? People are like, what are you talking about? And, you know, they're 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 anti-racist. Right. Well, in fact, if you actually look at what their policies are doing is they're resulting in a huge amount of deaths by murder in black and brown communities. Um, If you would have said, I'm going to set out to kill as many minorities as possible, you would follow what the progressive prosecutors are doing. Um, They are killing the very communities that helped get them into office. They're not realizing it. Um, and that's the sort of thing that we simply walked through in this cracking the case of the woke prosecutor uh, op-ed. You know, all the various things that are taking these folks into places that they probably didn't really intend to go, but it's what's happening to them. Um, and you look at somebody like George Gascon out in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, and, yeah. Right, we compared him to a, a French general which is the French general throughout the Maginot line um, after World War I would protect them from Germany. Well, they didn't realize that circumstances change. And George Gascon thought he could do what he did in San Francisco as the DA there in an extremely wealthy city with virtually no poor folks. It created a lot of disorder, but not a lot of murders. But then he went up to Los Angeles, did the same thing. And Los Angeles has some real areas of poverty. Um, and some areas of historical violence, and no big surprise, murders went through the roof. So, you know, is George Gascon just a French general uh, in disguise? You know, no, he's from Cuba. And what this article really points out at the end of the day is it's a matter of incompetence. These folks don't know what they're doing. These are not experienced prosecutors who have been in the system for a really long time and who understand what happens when crime starts to increase like it did 25 years ago. And John, you remember that, what the New York City used to be like. Um, and these folks haven't gone through it. They think crime will go down no matter what they do. And they're finding out the hard way. That's not true. Yeah, it really is. And that lack of experience has such a downstream uh, consequence. Now, I've tangled with one of these prosecutors myself because uh, she was one of the first, actually, to be funded by the George Soros PAC, Kimberly Gardner, out in St. Louis. And she brought a prosecution that took down the sitting governor of Missouri, Eric Greitens. And then after she got to the point where we were about to go to trial, she withdrew the case saying, I don't have the evidence. And But in the meantime, she ended up causing an enormous political repercussion, basically undoing the vote of the Missouri uh, voters. Uh, And then she has a problem with St. Louis police and rising crime, uh, didn't prosecute a murder properly. And you see the consequence in St. Louis, which is crime just keeps rising and rising. Uh, George Soros is one of the 
funders of a lot of these new woke prosecutors. Talk about his interest, the, the, the peace and justice pack that he has. Uh, what, what ideological mission was he on when he began recruiting and funding these prosecutors? No, nobody has actually been able to come up with what George Soros actually, what his long-term goal has been in funding these prosecutors. Yeah. People have been trying to guess, but he, he certainly, what he identified correctly is that prosecutors are powerful. Right. Now, what he actually has exposed that even he doesn't realize yet is prosecutors are not powerful in the sense that they can do whatever they want. In other words, if a prosecutor decided he was going to prosecute, you know, an extra 50,000 cases, it wouldn't work. You still have to get through the facts and procedure and law and judges and juries and defense counsel. But what his funding of these prosecutors has proven is that in the negative sense, prosecutors can have a huge impact because they can de-prosecute cases without anybody having any control. Yeah. So if prosecutors want to come in and say, I'm not going to prosecute anymore, there's no way to stop them. Yep. It's a little bit like hiring firefighters who are actually arsonists. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't work. It's not how our system is designed to work in the United States. In Europe, where the prosecutor presents both the prosecution and the defense case, right. that might be something that works. It doesn't work in an adversarial system. All of a sudden, you've got one side fighting and the other side rolling over. Surrendering, yeah. And as a result, criminals are taking over the system. Yeah, well, it, you know, when it started in St. Louis, it was a little localized, a little bit of a smaller city, clearly mattered in Missouri. But now it has gotten all the way to the Big Apple where the new district attorney Bragg has really had a, I would say, a pretty rough start to his tenure on. Uh, talk a little bit about how New York, the Big Apple, amplifies this problem in a very big way. Sure, Alvin Bragg came in and put out what's called his day one memo, where he right. set forth the policies of what he was not going to prosecute and that he wasn't really going to send anybody outside of murderers and pedophiles to jail. And you know what? It's the same memo and the same stuff that has been put out in Baltimore, in St. Louis, in San Francisco, in right. Philadelphia. And it sort of flew under the radar because all of those cities are not New York. But when these policies hit New York, uh, the media capital of the world, and everybody actually zoomed in on what they meant for New York, because let's face it, New Yorkers just care about what's going to happen in That's New York. That's true. <laughs> uh, but when they zoomed in on what these policies meant for them, people went nuts. When people realized that if somebody came in to rob a bodega with a gun and didn't shoot anybody, they're going to get released. Was only going to get charged with misdemeanor larceny. Yeah. When they found out that if you went down Fifth Avenue and just randomly fired a gun a hundred times and didn't hit anybody, you weren't going to jail. When they found out the drug dealers weren't going to jail, when they found out that people who were felons carrying guns weren't going to jail, all of New York and all of the media went crazy. Now, this is the stuff that's been going on across the United States really since Marilyn Mosby got elected in Baltimore 10 years ago. Um, but what we're seeing now is that New York, the bright lights of New York are shining a very bright spotlight on what these policies are and what the results are. And the folks in Manhattan are up in arms because they're not going to put up with it. Yeah. Well, this may be lighting a fire underneath all these other cities and these other media outlets to say, you know what? This is a bad idea. New yeah. York led the way in having their city almost go under in the 70s, led the way back out through the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s until New York was the safest big city in the world. Well, they started to turn back around, but New York may lead the way back out of this because they are shining such a bright spotlight on it through their media. Yeah, it is amazing, the the immediate backlash. And, of course, in New York, there's been this other dynamic. Last week was such a tragic week for the NYPD. Multiple shootings, unprovoked, looks like in some cases, you know, ambushes. How does a prosecutor's philosophy that we're going to let most violent criminals get away with little or no bail and without prison time, does that embolden criminals to just go out and start taking on the police like we've seen in New York? Oh, absolutely. 
Um, and as a matter of fact, one of the things that Alvin Bragg said he's not going to prosecute is resisting arrest. Wow. And if you're not going to prosecute resisting arrest, that sends the message out to the streets that it's okay to fight with the cops. Yeah. Um, and NYPD has 36,000 sworn officers. They're a remarkably effective, well-trained department. Um, and they have done tremendous things over the years. Um, but when it gets to the point that cops are getting killed, it's a big problem. Uh, the number of police officers killed last year in the United States was up by 30 or 40 yeah. percent. Highest since the years. 1930s. I mean, just crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it's getting harder and harder to get police officers recruited. Because yeah. I've seen guys who, you know, their grandfather was a cop, their father was a cop, they're a cop, and now they're telling their kids, you are not allowed to be a cop. I am not putting you out there into the danger of what you would be facing today. So we're losing multiple generation families who have been in law enforcement, and the current law enforcement is, you know, they're demoralized because of what some of these prosecutors are doing. Um, these cops went to work to protect their community. They did. And when these prosecutors are not letting them protect the community and they're seeing what's happened to the community, it's very hard to be a police officer today. Yeah, I grew up, my dad was in, a police officer and a police chief for 46 years, my brother for 28. And so uh, I've seen the toll the last few years have taken on them. I'm, my dad's retired, my brother just retired. But uh, you see the strain, the the feeling that the the institutions that used to back police don't back them anymore really takes the the wind out of their uh, the sails of these great and brave frontline uh, law enforcement officers. Really, really remarkable. You you mentioned Mosby in Baltimore, and, and and there's a dynamic going on now of not only people rejecting the philosophy, but in some cases prosecuting, pursuing. Uh, uh, the actual conduct or lack of conduct, lack of uh, uh, failure of conduct uh, of these uh, prosecutors. Mosby in uh, Baltimore charged with f uh, putting out a fake uh, loan to get some houses, some vacation homes using COVID relief, claiming, claiming COVID hardship when in fact she had a 200000 plus dollar a year job. Uh, in St. Louis, Gardner, Kimberly Gardner, charged with 62 counts of legal misconduct by the board that regulates lawyers, all related to the prosecution of Greitens, the governor. And in Philadelphia, a bipartisan effort begun to recall the Philadelphia prosecutor are we in a moment of boomerang is where not only are we rejecting the philosophy, but we're taking action to punish or penalize prosecutors who've put public safety at risk? Well, people are finally starting to ask themselves, what can we do to control these prosecutors? Um, and, you know, the, the recall elections um, for Gascon and Booty right. in San Francisco. Yeah, I forgot about those. That's LA, right. Um, and then you've got Marilyn Mosby being indicted by the feds um, for fraud. Um, and you've got uh, Kim Gardner, who's got all sorts of ethics complaints, uh, in addition to the fact that a judge had to dismiss a murder case because she yeah. failed to replace the prosecutor who was out on maternity leave. Unreal. Um, people are starting to figure out how are we going to fix these rogue prosecutors? And the simple answer is, it's really hard. It's incredibly difficult. They're elected. Recall uh, or impeachment proceedings are difficult. Um, it's going to be up to the voters at the end of the day to do something. Now, in the interim, um, one thing that we actually suggested is, ironically, you could defund these prosecutors. These are the folks who want to Wouldn't that be funny to turn the, uh, the liberal defunding movement Iraq around on itself? Right. If these prosecutors are saying, I'm only doing 50% of the work of a real prosecutor, I'm not prosecuting all these cases, I'm not convicting anybody, well, fine. Cut their staff. Yeah. Cut their staffs by half. Yep. Wait until you get a real prosecutor back in there and then put the funding back in. But in the meantime, nothing gets the attention of an elected official like having their funding cut. Because what these prosecutors are using their funding for right now, and they keep requesting bigger and bigger budgets, they're using them to hire social workers to go out and do work. That's not what a prosecutor is supposed to do. Cities have social workers. They have separate departments for them. That's not what a prosecutor does. Um, so cut their funding, take away their money, 
until they're willing to do their jobs. Yeah, it's such a powerful tool, the power of the person. It seems to be one of the places where these things can can take effect. Um, where else should we be watching? I mean, you got Chicago, Baltimore, Los Angeles, all on fire with these, you know, epic uh, growth and murders and violent crime. Um, does this start to seep into the suburbs? Obviously, some of the crime that occurs in Philadelphia will go into the suburbs or Chicago. But uh, is this trend, uh, is the goal to go beyond urban areas for those ideologues that are pushing these woke prosecutors? Or uh, do the suburbs get sealed off because the reverberation against what's going on in the big cities is becoming too powerful? So we have started to see uh, progressive prosecutors popping up in the suburbs. Um, As a matter of fact, a large number of the Commonwealth attorneys in Virginia in suburban D.C. got wiped out by a wave of progressive prosecutors. Wow. but what you are also seeing is the violence from the cities, including D.C., are starting to leak out into the suburbs. And you are starting to see these violent criminals heading out into the suburbs to do the same things that they've done in the cities. And as that is hitting um, and as that's becoming part of the, the, the psyche of the suburbs, they're seeing that this isn't just confined to the cities. The voters there are starting to turn around and say, well, maybe this isn't a good idea. Um, And some of the progressive prosecutors are beginning to realize this isn't such a good idea. The Brooklyn district attorney, Eric Gonzalez, who was as liberal and as woke as could be, all of a sudden he's a big fan of gang takedowns. Gang takedowns are precision policing. They are figuring out who are the most violent criminals, Um, and then doing organizational prosecutions and arrests to take them off the streets for long periods of time. And Eric Gonzalez all of a sudden is 100% on board with us. Why? Because he's starting to figure out that he's going to get thrown out of office if he doesn't start controlling violent crime in Brooklyn. So some of these progressive prosecutors will not change their stripes. They will stick with their policies until their cities are smoking ruins. Others are just going to see this is not working and I better change my tactics or the voters are going to throw me out. Yeah, it's such a fascinating dynamic and the impact, you know, I I was out in the the suburbs uh, uh, this past weekend and people are saying, you know, people are checking our car every night. My ring camera goes off at night. There's these gangs of kids coming around. I never had this until like about a month ago. They're checking every car door and stealing things every night. What happened? This was a safe neighborhood a year ago. Uh, it really is seeping into that um, suburban mindset. And uh, uh, those are voters that really can have impact when they when they turn out to the polls. I want to turn to one last issue that you've done a really great job, not only breaking down, but... Um, analyzing where it's headed the this idea of bail reform uh you know i had uh, former congressman doug collins on here and he said this is an issue that conservatives have let the liberals own and it is a big mistake we've got to have our own plan to uh, push the bad elements of this back and, and embrace the good elements of it uh talk a little bit about how bail reform ends up creating the episode we saw the tragedy in Waukesha, but while there's also some merit to, for some elements that could could be beneficial to the public absolutely um, and when i first came in as a district attorney this is one of the things that i worked on you don't need to lock up everybody who's been arrested what you need to figure out is who's a risk of flight who is not going to in other words show up for trial if you let them out, and who's a danger to the community. Um, Once you've figured out those two things, you can determine pretty quickly who should be locked up and who shouldn't. Um, Now, instead, what this narrative that's been put out there is that there are these thousands of people sitting in jail because they uh, stole a pack of cigarettes and they just can't afford bail. That's just not true. I would tell my staff, you know, if that person exists, go find them. Let me know. And we'll let them out. That's right. We'll fix that one. Yeah. And the public defenders actually were very good about this. They thought they had somebody like that who was their client. They would bring them to us and say, look, this person shouldn't be in jail. Um, Or they've already served a couple days and they would just get a probationary sentence. Let's just give them a probationary sentence and get them out of jail. 
That's part of the duties of a defense lawyer. Everyone seems to be forgetting that. One, there are not these thousands of people sitting in jail just because they don't have the money to make bail. They're sitting in jail because they're dangerous or because they're at a risk of flight. But two, to the extent that there could be anybody like that, it's the duty of the defense lawyers to go do that and to bring that to the, the attention of the adversarial system court. we set up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there, are there some good points in the bail reform movement? Yes. There were times in our history where we locked up indiscriminately too many people. Now we're swinging so far in the other direction that we're indiscriminately not locking up people who should be locked up. The Waukesha case is a great case. That guy should have been in jail. Yeah, he was no a doubt danger to the community and a slight danger. And as a matter of fact, the DA in Milwaukee, who's the one who let him out, John Chisholm, when he put in this program, he actually said seven or eight years ago when he put the program in, is it possible somebody I let out is going to kill someone? Yes, it is. Well, his own prediction came true. Came true. Somebody yeah. he let out killed not just one person, but a bunch of people. The thing that's really offensive that's happening right now with Waukesha is that it has disappeared from the media. Yep. George Floyd made the media every day for months and months until years and years until his narrative was seared into the consciousness of the nation, as well it should have been. But Waukesha also should be seared into the minds of the nation. But because it was a criminal who did it and who killed a bunch of suburban folks, they're not paying attention to it. And so that's offensive. Um, yeah. You have to, what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. That yeah. criminal should be on the front page of the paper the same way Derek Chauvin was on the front page of the paper every day reading the news. Criminals are criminals. Treat them like that and call them out. Media has been complicit in this entire narrative. They tilt one side and they ignore another regularly. And uh, it, it gets frustrating for those people who are living in the consequences of these prosecutions to get much attention. I, uh, I was in Chicago about two months ago and people are, I, I don't even know what the right word is. It's not demoralized. It's something worse than demoralized. They're like, they're so resigned to the fact that uh, there, there's just a constant war going on. That they live in a war zone now, in you know one of America's great cities. It's, um, it's, it's amazing, and very little of that gets into the media every day. Uh, your prediction for 2022 is this the year that the boomerang starts coming back through? Uh, no, <laughs> I hate to tell people, but you have the voters have put these prosecutors and elected officials into office, and it's going to take a while to turn that around. So. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Philly and Baltimore are still setting new homicide records going into the new year. They sure are. So it takes a while. Turning around, and, and I took over a, a DA's office that was an absolute wreck. Turn around a DA's office, turning around a city, um, generally takes between two to five years. Um, so when you get to the point where you put new leadership in and where you're actually getting the police the DA and the mayor all moving in the same direction to protect everyone. Two to five years is what it takes to turn everything around. Wow. So we haven't hit the bottom yet. And once we do hit the bottom and start to turn things around, it's going to take a while. So that's a warning, a dire warning for everybody that you need to buckle up. You need to start paying attention and you need to start working hard to get the right people into office to turn this around. Yeah. It's a process. It does take time. It's not. Uh, it's like turning a battleship. And uh, the unfortunately, in the wake of all of this, is the continued carnage that we see every day. Tom, this is really great stuff. You do such great work. How do people follow the good work that you do at the Manhattan Institute? Uh, they can certainly subscribe to City Journal um, and get access to every day to the great stuff that the Manhattan Institute puts out. Um, I have a Substack account called Gunfire and Tears. Yep. Um, must where read. we talk about some of these uh, some of these issues, um, and you know, more and more voices are coming out now and starting to uh, to address these issues. And John, you're taking these issues head on, so it's good for people to get together to talk about these things and to begin to understand how this affects them in the suburbs, them out in the countryside, and really the poor folks who live in the city. Um, who are stuck with these leaders and who are seeing their their sons killed 
because of their policies. Yeah, such a such an important dynamic. We can't take the spotlight off for a second. It's it is immoral to, to turn a blind eye to what's going on in America. And that's why what you do every day, Tom, is so, so very important. And we're going to get you back on the show soon to keep us up to date on all the great developments. All right. Sounds great, John. As always, a pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Have a good day. Take care. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful you can join us. So grateful we could have a great conversation. Don't forget to check out my show tonight, the new TV show on Real America's Voice, Dish Network 219, Pluto, Channel 240, Roku. You can get it on the Apple television, on Just the News, on Real America's Voice apps. We're going to have some blockbuster revelations. Now, before we go, I wanted to get a little reminder that we do what we do here and are able to perform the sort of things that we do because we have the blessing of great advertisers and sponsors. It is so important that we be able to have information get to you and and it costs money, right? We have reporters, we have editors, fact checkers, lawyers, producers, television producers, podcast producers. So whenever we have a sponsor who partners with us, We want to make sure you know about them, know about the special offers that we get from them. And it is just important for you to know who they are, what they do, what they offer you. And today, I just want to call out one of our great sponsors called Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E. If you're running a business, and like I am, I run a business, right? I own Just the News and the company Bentley Media Group, which owns it. When you're running a business, HR issues can kill you. They're lots of work. You can have issues over wrongful terminations, minimum age requirements, labor regulations. So my friends at Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, that is, can help you become HR independent, be HR proficient. They can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. I know this, and they can do it for an extraordinarily low price, just $99 a month. You get a whole HR department for $99 a month. If you own a company, you run a company, why not take on this incredible opportunity? How do you do it? Well, you start by getting a audit. You go to Bambi.com slash Just News. That's the special page they created for Just the News and John Solomon Report subscribers. Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Just News. And they'll begin a free audit, let you know what they can do for you. It's a month-to-month arrangement. There's no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. And for $99 a month, you're going to get your own HR department that can handle everything from onboarding of new employees to terminations to creating policies that fit your business and help you manage your employees' day-to-day needs. What a great deal. Bambi, they're a great sponsor, a great partner on this show. Go check them out today at Bambi.com slash Just News. Okay, one more time. Bambi.com slash just news all right folks that wraps up today's edition remember to tune in tonight for just the news the new television show on real america's voice 6 p.m eastern time we're going to break some big news get ready and we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of john solomon reports folks everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.